This is Stephanie Fisher, and you're listening to the P2P Podcast, the show for pillar to post franchise business owners and their teams. Today, we are talking to Carrie Lawson, and she is with Inspector Pro, and I'm going to let her give a little bit of an introduction about herself in just a minute. What we're going to discuss today is the visual inspection agreement and having it signed. When do you really have to have it signed? And what exactly does that mean to you as a franchise business owner? Thanks for joining us, Carrie. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, everyone. My name's Carrie Lawson. I'm with Inspector Pro Insurance. I've had a lifelong career in the industry, started out in real estate, have a stepfather-in-law who ran a home inspection school, so I really do understand what you do every day, and I'm excited to be here today to talk about getting that agreement signed and how important that really is. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about signing the VIA or the visual inspection agreement. What would be the perfect scenario? I know that we use EasyBook and then it gets sent out to the client digitally. Is that everybody's best bet? Is that really what we want? And if so, why do we want it to happen, you know, maybe two or three days before the inspection or two weeks before the inspection? Right. Digital signatures are amazing, and it's really streamlined getting agreements signed for inspectors. The key is a digital signature is going to be time and date stamped. Why that matters is we need that agreement per your policy language signed before you begin the inspection. And that's not just to make things harder for you guys, another you know rule to follow. That's because we want that agreement to be enforceable. We don't want you to be responsible for things that are outside of the scope of the visual inspection. When you get your client to sign that in advance and they've had time to understand what they're purchasing, we're much more successful in enforcing those limitations of the agreement. And that's why it's now pretty industry standard for home inspector policies to all require that it's signed before you begin your inspection. Okay. And I mean, that makes sense. Would it, would it be a good idea or wise idea for our franchise business owners then if they see that the visual inspection agreement has not been signed, um, maybe a customer service call out to the client uh, 24 hours before the inspection to get them to sign that visual inspection agreement? And is that enough time beforehand? Absolutely. Per policy language, it just has to be signed before you begin. However, if you want it to be extra enforceable, that they've had time to read and understand the terms, ask questions, you want to give them as much time as possible. 24 hours is great, um, but just make sure it's signed beforehand. Okay. Now, what if, and I know this happens, what if we get to an inspection and that visual inspection agreement has not been signed, but the client is there, they're going to be coming to the inspection. What constitutes before the inspection? So for instance, should they wait for them to arrive before they get out and do anything? Or could they maybe just get a little bit of a jump start, get out of the car, walk around the house, maybe get out their tools? What's acceptable? Right. So that agreement being signed is your permission to be at that property and to do your inspection. If it's not signed, 
I would personally not even drive to the inspection. And a lot of guys in the industry have started that. It's not worth their gas money to drive and then have somebody not show up. Um, however, if you do drive and you trust your client's going to be there on time, sit in your truck, wait for them. Don't begin a thing. Um, a good thing in this scenario is I'm hoping that you've sent the agreement beforehand so they've had time to look at it. They just might not have signed it until on site before you began, which is acceptable and we can enforce that. So basically, if you've sent it out to them, um, whether it be 24 hours or two weeks ahead of time, that constitutes as time for them to look at it, even though they may not physically sign it until 10 minutes before you start the inspection. Exactly. And okay. I know sometimes in real estate, things are moving fast. You might get a call same day for an inspection. That's not to say you should tell them, sorry, I can't inspect. I need you to have 24 hours to read this agreement. You can do it same day. You just certainly aren't going to rush them. You're going to give them the contract and then tell them, take as much time as you need to read this, ask me questions, and when you're comfortable, we'll move forward with the inspection. Okay. Now, I know that, you know, guys are typically in a hurry when they get to the inspection itself. Um, they've got that one booked and they may have another one after this booked. Everybody is always rush, rush, rush. So when they get there, they're sitting in their car, hopefully in the street, not in the driveway, um, and they are waiting for the client or the agent to show up. What if they open up their iPad, go into one point, and they start making some assessments while they're sitting in the car? Should they, at that point, be putting those assessments into one point, or is that constituting starting the inspection once they start typing in one point? It started. So the best analogy I have is a surgeon. You haven't signed off on the waiver for surgery, but he's got you under anesthesia in the scalpel and your brain's open. He hasn't started the brain surgery. He wouldn't even get that far until you've signed off. And that's the same theory that inspectors should take. Until they've agreed to what I'm there for, I'm not going to open the one point. I'm not going to start the report in any way. Okay. So even getting out of the car, taking a few pictures, that's starting. The it inspection. Is. It is. And one could argue and the client could argue to try to make your contract not enforceable because let's face it, it's in their best interest to get that limitation of liability thrown out in states that allow it. Um, so if they can say, hey, that guy was there, he was taking pictures of the property, I hadn't even agreed to that inspection. It's going to look very bad for you and claim time. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Now, what if um, the visual inspection agreement has not been signed? Um, the call is made to the client. Uh, they didn't have contact with them. They arrive at the home. They still don't have a visual inspection agreement signed, and there's nobody coming to this inspection. Should they at that point cancel and reschedule? Absolutely, because it'll always be the one case where they've got a sob story, they break out their violin, life's complicated. It is for a lot of us. It'll be that one case that they come and file a claim afterwards. The one time you let it slide to try to be nice. Um, remind them that it's just a requirement of your job. It's your permission to be there. I think the industry has changed a lot and buyers are understanding that. Ten years ago, this was harder to achieve. Nowadays, People understand, and with digital signatures and ease of signing, um, it really is an easy thing to stick to. Okay. Now, something that I know that we 
I don't want to say we've promoted in the past, but it's something that I've heard franchise business owners do um, over the years. And that would be that they will get out, they will do the inspection, but they won't release the inspection report to the buyer themselves until that visual inspection agreement is signed. What about doing that? I mean, does that really work? I mean, at that point, um, now you've already done the inspection, but you haven't shared the results. Is that a good way to do things? Yeah, it's very messy because number one, you've created a contract of adhesion. You've told the client you're in a take it or leave it situation. You have to pay me for this report. I'm holding it hostage. And you violated your policy. So you pay all this money for insurance. And if you violate those conditions, you may not have coverage. Um, terrible position to put your business in over a signature. Better to walk away from one inspection than be paying out of pocket to defend your business against a claim. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, what if the buyer is not located um, in the area? They're they're buying a second home or they're moving to another area. And for whatever reason, they have not uh, signed the visual inspection agreement. Um, but the agent says they're willing to sign the visual inspection agreement. Can the agent sign the visual inspection agreement on their behalf? Or is that not a good idea? Yeah, it actually is acceptable if they have a buyer's agency relationship. So if that agent has a buyer's agency agreement with their client, they can 100% sign off on that agreement for them. Again, just make sure it's done before the inspection begins. Okay, okay. And that makes sense. Um, what if um, they are at the inspection itself and as they are going through the property, somebody decides that, you know what, instead of the plus inspection, um, we're starting to see some things. We're getting a little more um, information. We actually want to have more information to make sure we're making um, a wise decision. So they decide to move from a plus inspection to either a premium or a prestige inspection. What should the inspector on site do at that point? So I'd suggest some written documentation if the client wants to send them a text, an email saying, hey, I'd like to upgrade to this, um, but don't negate that first signed agreement that was signed ahead of time. Okay. And so I'm assuming even if somebody, let's say on the other hand, they have bought a premium or a prestige, they come to the inspection and now they've decided to downgrade. Now they've decided to go to a plus inspection. Then again, we would do the same thing. We would want them to send us a text message or an email saying that they have downgraded um, because they won't be receiving the same services, the, the, the won't be using the same equipment. So at that point, we would just do the same process, even though it's gone the other way. Correct. And I would go as far on that one when you're taking away services, have the inspector respond documenting what those services that were taken away were. Since you've downgraded to this, we won't be performing thermal or mold or whatever it is that they've taken off. Okay. And so you mentioned mold in that case. So I'm assuming um, if we're there in the house and uh, the franchise business owner um, or the inspector is talking to the client and he has suggested that they do radon or they do a mold test um, and they have said that they would like to do that, at that point, we would again have them give us a text and so forth. And this is going to be something that you guys also are adding um, that will be a smoother process in the future. Exactly. That'll be part of those uh, add-on selections in the amendment. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So just to recap here, the inspector or the franchise business owner shows up at the property. 
for no reason whatsoever should they get out of the car and begin that inspection. They should not be knocking on the door. They should not be getting their ladder out and extending it, putting it against the house. They should not be pulling their tools out, anything like that. They shouldn't be setting up inside um, on the counter, um, getting ready for the inspection. They should just wait until it's signed, um, until the client arrives to sign it, or if there's no client coming at that point, they need to go ahead and cancel and reschedule. Absolutely. And that's going to protect them the best. Need that signed contract so that you have permission to be there and so that we can defend you. Okay. That sounds wonderful. Well, Carrie, I really appreciate you joining us today. This has been very helpful. And I know that our franchise business owners, we have tried many different ways to do it. And so I know you've given us the best way to handle this. So thank you, Carrie. We really appreciate you joining us today, talking about visual inspection agreements. To all of our listeners or those watching this video, if you have any questions or suggestions for future podcasts, please reach out to alicia.sumar at pillartopost.com. Thank you to everyone listening, and I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. <laughs>